Welcome to episode 46 of Coffee Pods and Wads, sponsored by Born Primitive UK. You can use the code Coffee Pods 10 for money off your basket. And also sponsored by Rain Body Fuel, uh, caffeine to set you up for your training. Uh, thank you for listening and for your continued support of the podcast. Please continue to like and share everything that you can at Coffee Pods and Wads. The more you share it, the more other people will see it and they might get involved as well. Uh, you can become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Coffee Pods and Wads or at the link in my bio. Speaking of, um, the train series launches this Friday with an episode entirely focused on mindset and the mental side of training with Mindset Rx, who work with, among others, Brent Fikowski. Um, there's still time to win a year's supply of rain over on Instagram to celebrate the launch, so get on that. Uh, today's episode is a little bit different, a um, bit of a community feel to it. This week, the gyms all around Ireland are free to reopen, reliant on special procedures and conditions. Um, I reached out to gym owners and coaches around the country to see how they found the process of closing, what they did for the almost three months that we were closed, and how they found reopening and the nerves or excitement around that journey. Um, if you're back training with your gym, enjoy it, be safe, and be mindful of the steps um, that they had to put in place in order to make it possible. And I suppose respect the rules, it's easy to forget and like run over and chat to someone or whatever, but look, this is a new reality for a while. Um, and I hope this episode highlights some of the efforts that have been put in place behind uh, closed doors. And if you don't feel comfortable going back to train yet, maybe some of what's in here might be the reassurance that you need. And if not, look, take your time. Dean Roach, uh, enjoy PHP in Waterford, uh, Precision Health Performance, I said both ways. Um, so thanks for doing this. Um, I guess what I'm trying to do is try and ascertain, I suppose, from the coach's perspective or the owner's perspective, what it's been like the last little while. So I suppose, first of all, like things started kind of changing a little bit and became very, it was like, I think everything was very unclear and everything was very uncertain at the start. Like schools were closed, but gyms were allowed to be open and stuff. Um, and then everything became very real and like the word unprecedented was used an awful lot. So I suppose like, what were your initial thoughts when you realized, oh shit, I'm going to have to close my doors here? Um, I, it was actually a really funny one for me and um, I ended up having a couple of conversations with people. Uh, I was like full admin that I'm just going to get all the hand sanitizers in the world, have all these procedures, put everything in place and I was going to keep the gym open through the whole thing. And then um, after talking to somebody be really close to me, it, it turned out that, you know, it's one of those things or situations that if the whole country follow suit that it, we could be out of it quicker and they mm. initially put it in for like two weeks and I was like grand it'd be two weeks and gyms would be back open and everything would be fine and then uh, the whole country went into lockdown so mm. it was like a change from having really really high hopes to being stuck um, in an island by myself looking for um, Wilson like, you know so yeah. it, was, uh, it was one of those situations it was really 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 humbling as well and uh, for most of you know that I was new to the industry in terms of having my own gym. Mm-hmm. So we were open three months and uh, now we've been closed three months. So it's uh, been a very, very funny experience. Definitely. Like when you're closed then, I suppose, especially as someone that's new, like, you know, a facility that's new, you're just starting to build your kind of community and you don't have that luxury maybe of having, you know, a concrete community that's, you know, willing to walk over hot coals for you yet. So, I suppose maybe there's a fear there of like losing clients or losing the community or even like how best to work with them. Like number one, how best to work for them, I suppose. And then number two, how best to keep them on board. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, and, I, you know, conversing again with other people and hearing other things through the grapevine, I think the, the route people went were, okay, I'm going to get a program in place that they can do at home with no equipment. And I'm going to get a program in place that they can do at home with equipment, but minimal. So such as a dumbbell workout or a barbell workout or a medball workout or something to that effect. Mm. And then do the check-ins. And we went to do a week. And then people kind of got annoyed hearing from us at some stage. It's like, it was too much. And like, yeah, we're like, I just wanted to make sure you know I'm here. I know yeah. you're there type of thing. Um, but I, I don't think any strategy was really right for it. And yeah, like you, it was really, really hard for us. You know, it was that, that old shit moment where we're like, oh, we're closed. We have X amount of members. We were growing. And are we going to come back and still be growing? You know? Yeah. How how did you approach membership then? Like so, I know some people froze it. Some people kept it going and moved online. Some people yeah. like you know postponed it. Said like, look, we'll freeze your membership, and when you come back, we'll start it up again. But then I suppose you got a loss of earnings that you have to cover. And like I know some people loaned out equipment, and some people just gave equipment along with the membership. Like how did you handle that? Yeah, so it was it was definitely a hard thing and some things I had to really think through. So we ended up loaning, loaning out equipment. We didn't put a rent charge on it. We actually put a deposit on it. And yeah. the only reason for the deposit was, worst case scenario, someone never came back, the equipment never came back. We had at least something to fall back on. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up discounting our membership because the service had changed. We weren't mm-hmm. in person anymore and we do a lot of our coaching in person. So we changed the, the rate. And yeah. then as part of the rate, they got the equipment. So if in worst case scenario, they asked to freeze their membership during lockdown, we would just ask for the equipment back, which most people were very understanding about. Yeah. But we also gave the options. So initially we had talked to all the members and we said, look, if you want to freeze, you can freeze. You know, we don't expect you to pay, yeah. um, especially during this time when we can't be there to supply the service that we want to. But like I think maybe 80% of our membership saves paying, which was, you know, we couldn't have asked for better in fairness. Yeah. You know, so we have a really good community down here, albeit uh, it only started and it was small. But I, I think it was just down to me being here in Waterford working. It's probably close to a decade at this point, probably about eight years, that I would build up a, a lot of rapport with different people over mm-hmm. the years and most of the people joined. So, watching just newbies coming in in a sense and was there like was there sleepless nights or like is it made easier by the fact that it wasn't just you like it wasn't just your gym or it wasn't just waterford like city or county or whatever that was affected that it was like nationwide and worldwide like did that make it easier to kind of navigate your way through it um I don't know how other people felt about it, but um, albeit, albeit like it was nationwide, I still felt really lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like I was the only person who was dealing with this. And um, I 100% did. I had sleepless nights. I had days where I, you couldn't talk to me, days mm-hmm. where you could talk to me. Emotions were up and down. And it was, it was definitely one of those experiences I hope to only experience once in my life. Um, <laughs> And yeah, like it, it, it was the other things of when it started becoming to the stage where we could reopen, it was like, how can I get my gym into a position now where I can facilitate a certain amount of people and keep social mm-hmm. distancing? Like I had to change the whole gym around. So yeah. I had invested 
three months prior and be like, okay, everything is there, everything I need is there. And all of a sudden I have to reinvest again to be able to get it to a position to have people in the classes. So, you know, all those things were definitely scary. And it was definitely something that kept kept me awake at night. So uh, was it difficult then balancing like say you're providing a service online and you're providing a service I suppose the last couple of weeks I know some gyms did like outdoor classes and stuff because the rules changed a bit like so is it difficult kind of continuing to provide a service but also eyeing a week ahead thinking right next week when we open we need to have this this and this done and I need to move that rig or you know get all these signs in place or whatever like was it difficult to balance like I mean, you're essentially going to end up burning the candle at both ends there. Yeah, like it, it went from at the start, it was like, oh, this is manageable. I had my own clients that I was working with online mm-hmm. and uh, there was so much going on that I was like, I can manage this. I got up. But as time went on, I think everyone suffered from the same. You, you were almost waking up a little bit later in the day. Yeah. So I started going from waking at six o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock in the morning and that's down two hours. And then as you said, I was in the gym for from one end of the day to the other end and then I still had to do check-ins and I still had to message people and I still had to do the programming and put up the programming and do all this stuff so it, it was it, it was like really hard to manage time and and so, on some occasions you now I wouldn't be the best for time management and uh, I would be um you know if I get caught I'm caught like you know yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm delayed um, and then everything gets delayed so it is a bit of a but it was very frustrating in that sense and what like what were your main concerns about say like Monday like when you knew you were going to be opening on Monday what were your main concerns like obviously I suppose it's like most things since things started opening back up again there's just kind of not conflicting advice but I suppose there's like some things are really vague and then other things are ultra specific like you need to have this and you need to have this and then other stuff's kind of like yeah like we advise you do it but you know it's up to you really like I suppose you want to offer the best service that you can. Mm. And I assume you want to offer a service as close to pre-lockdown as they were used to. Like you don't want it to totally change and be alien to them altogether. So like, what were your main concerns, say Sunday night? Um, so I was probably really bold and maybe one of the only people in the country to have done it, but we reintroduced our members before, mem- before Monday. So we reopened the doors uh, and it was more so a little bit of a fear element for me of losing more members mm-hmm. that I wanted just to reintroduce my own members, get them back in, get them used to all the, um, you know, hand sanitizing, all the procedures within the gym so that when we were reintroducing new people that wanted to sign up, we didn't have everybody not knowing what was going on. That we mm-hmm. could just like, hey, look, there's going to be two new people in this class at this time. They just Did, did you get any pushback from that, like from opening a couple of days early? Like, do, was there any any members like you know get their backs up or anybody in the community in the local community like get a bit pissed off or anything um to be honest with you i kind of kept it to myself i didn't yeah. want to publicize it i only did it thereafter so um my own clients <laughs> like it's really funny i think um the situation was that they just wanted to get back in and even if they asked them now uh, and we we do enforce it but um if we we do enforce it but like you still see people coming in and they're like not sanitizing their hands and then they're like going over and they're in the gym and they're talking to their friends and i'm just like no i'm here i'm standing trying to keep social distancing have all this in place so i can have the gym open and 
It's not that you don't you don't care about it. It's just you're forgetting about it. Just yeah, yeah. Like not too many people turn their backs up, and maybe so the fact that I was bold enough to bring, and we only had four people in the class at each time, and yeah. the regulations at the time were you can have six people indoors once you maintain social distancing for mm. a group gathering. So we yeah. still abided by the regulations, but we were just bold enough to tweak them to suit us. Want to call it that. Yeah. So uh, when it came to Monday, I was definitely probably a little bit easier and feeling more comfortable than those who were just reintroducing themselves fully that way. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, look, I wish you all the best for the next while and hopefully you get, you know, you can find your feet back to where you were three months ago and keep the momentum going. Um, I think it's it's always great seeing new facilities open up. So I, like I can only imagine the, like, the fear when you just kind of find your feet and then it gets taken away from you. So I think, you know, it's, it's great what you're doing and hopefully it'll, you know, you can find your momentum back again. Yeah. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Uh, we were, we were lucky. We, we did gain a waiting list while we were closed and we have waiting list for the next few months. So, um, like things are looking good. So hopefully, as you said, we can keep rolling forward. Liam O'Toole from now Wicklow Strength and Fitness. Um, basically, quick little run through the community, trying to get a feel for like what it's been like and what it's currently like, I guess. So I suppose things started like kind of changing and everything was a bit unsure. I was saying like, it, you know, I mean, I teach and we were told all schools are closed, but then the next day I was in my gym. So it was kind of, there was a, a lot of like unknown and like different advice and conjecture i suppose and gossip like when word came through like okay gyms have to close down what was the initial reaction of you guys there um we actually closed up a couple of days before it um i think you could kind of just see the lay of the land and you could see it was coming Mm. Uh, we'd also had a few chats with uh you know some of the hardcore members and just kind of getting the feeling from them that, you know, some of them were happy to keep going. Some of them were starting to get a bit nervous about it because they lived with kind of at-risk people. And then there was a few people. Oh, thanks very much. Thank you. Uh, and then there was a few people as well who, like, worked in a healthcare setting or worked, um, you know, in care homes and stuff like that. So they were just, they were a bit hesitant. So we just decided to call it a bit early and start to... Um, I think that was about two or three days before the actual thing came in. So I think it was the announcement was made on Friday. I think our last day was Tuesday. Um, it was scary though. Definitely. Yeah, like like when you close, I suppose like you say, you're talking to your members there. So it's kind of, you've got a, like a vague feeling of what's going on there. But like, you know, maybe there's a fear of like losing your clients or the community kind of dissipating a little bit or disappointing people or you know, I suppose, how to keep people on board. Was there any, were, were any of those kind of thoughts in your head or were you confident in what you were planning? Um, I was confident that we wouldn't lose everybody. Um, but there is, like, it's a massive fear in terms of we're closing the doors and we don't know when we're opening them again. Hmm. Um, the reassurance we got from members in, like, once we sent that first email saying, hey, guys, here's the, the story we're going to have to close for. At the time, it was a, you know, we didn't know how long it was going to be. Hmm. Um and the response we got from that was incredible. I think sometimes, you know, we always say that CrossFit is very community-based and sometimes you kind of forget how much so. 
And I think it definitely did, you know, really highlight how big of a factor that is. And uh, even from people who like are only in like a month to people who've been here for five years, like the the support we got over what ended up being three months or a little bit more um, was insane. And from day one, really, it was crazy. So the first few days of being closed were a whirlwind of just trying to figure out, you know, mm. what for people. Um, so I put up like an Instagram post the other day and I was saying in the last three months, I've been everything. Uh, I've, uh, <laughs> a bingo master, a quiz master, uh, played Pictionary all on Zoom, the Saturday night type of thing. Been a Zoom fitness instructor. Like it's just been crazy. And then we've been remodeling the gym too. So I was going to say like, it must be, it must be difficult. So like you really revamped everything. Like it wasn't a case of like, okay, we need to move a few bits around so that it's safer. It was a case of like, right, here's a chance to gut the place and have yeah. it a totally different way. And like, you know, even out the back of the gym, you were changing stuff and like outside and like you really went the whole hog on it. Like, yeah, was it difficult? Like, you know, not to run aground there where you're trying to provide a service online and you're trying to keep the members happy and keep them involved with each other and keep, you know, check in with everyone and make sure everyone's okay by doing those stuff like bingo and quizzes and stuff like that and keeping a bit of the social aspect going and then as well coaching them online and then as well doing your own training and then as well doing like work at the gym. Yeah, man, to be honest, I did kind of run myself into the ground. Like there was days where I was absolutely on the floor because my routine kind of became um, get up at, you know, half seven or something as usual, have breakfast, come down to the gym, do uh, do our live workout announcement for the day for what everyone can do if they can't make the Zoom stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'd do that. Then we'd start doing some work on the gym. Uh, that would be till about five. I then would do maybe an hour of training myself, sometimes 45 minutes, sometimes had to miss it. We'd go home, would get everything ready for a Zoom class or then maybe an outdoor class later down the line. I'd come home. I was writing programs for my individualized program people. I'd go to bed at like 10. I then get up and do it again the next day. So it was it was crazy. And then on top of that, you're running, you know, the quizzes, the Pictionary nights. It was, it was a whirlwind. There was a few, I think there was a one day about three weeks ago where it like just really hit me. And <laughs> it was like three days of just absolute like no energy. I was coming in here still like to do the to do the work, but I had to give some of the other guys some other um, bits and pieces to do for me because I was absolutely shattered. Mm-hmm. But I think the end result has been great. Everyone actually enjoyed some parts of quarantine, although they're delighted to get back here. Yeah. And um, I think being able to have like nothing in the gym is actually the same as it was when they left. So I think being able to welcome them back to a new and improved place has been great, really. Yeah. I suppose it probably makes it a bit easier to do like new routines and new, like to, to put like these distancing measures in place when it's a different environment because. Yeah old habits can't really rise up if there's no specific like you know if they're all used to congregating at the chairs but now the chairs aren't there it's different like you know so it was like say sunday night what were the major concerns if you were all chatting to each other like what was the one common thread that you were like fuck what if this happens or what if you know is there any any concerns like that or were you again really confident in what you had prepared it's pretty confident um sunday was kind of the last day we'd only finished kind of the upgrades on the lobby uh, area um, 
like on Saturday itself. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the last like little bit of clean up, you know, marking out the areas and stuff. And then I suppose Sunday night I was confident enough because one, a couple of our members are involved with the golf club and the tennis club in town. So they've been open for a good few weeks at this stage. So anytime they were changing anything or anytime they ran a ground on some problem, they would update me. And okay. um, uh, so I, always, I had like their infrastructure. I was constantly checking the Sport Ireland and the Active Ireland stuff yeah. just to kind of almost tested the flow as well. I went home then and I set up the, the app for booking in uh, for, the, for the individualized people as well. I kind of tested it. Uh, we staggered class times a little bit, so was confident, but then still a little bit nervous too. Um, yeah. And then yesterday, I was here from six till in the morning till nine last night to see it full uh, run through. So then today, I'm fairly confident. There was no problems yesterday, thank God. Um, and then hopefully today carries on. But once I, got, I kind of got to see it all in full got full flow, so I'm confidence it should be okay. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Um, what did you do then during the lockdown? Like, so with membership, like, cause I know it's, it's kind of, do you know, like the, there's just two sides of the coin, I suppose, is the gym like perspective where it's like, right, well, we need to stay afloat here. We need to have money coming in. And then there's the community aspect or I suppose like the, the kind of moral approach of like, well, we can't charge what we did charge because it's not really fair because you're not getting, you know, like, and maybe they're struggling as well. So like, did you freeze membership? Did you carry it into online and change it? Did you loan out equipment? Like, how did you handle that? Yeah, we did a bit of everything. So we, in that first email that we sent out once we were kind of closing up shop, we just said, you know, if you can keep your membership, that would be great. If you want to reduce it by any amount, but keep giving something, mm. that's also great. Um, if you need to entirely freeze, no problem at all. Like, because obviously a lot of mm. people lost jobs too. And at that stage, no one knew if there was going to be, like mm. we ended up having payment and stuff but at that stage we didn't know if that was going to be the case and so we just kind of put out any option that works for you guys will work for us and you can still avail of any of the services we do okay because we say all right well you've stopped paying so you can't do the online stuff or anything we just wanted to make sure that you know everyone felt like they were part of it so that when we did eventually get back we they'd come back too um which seems to have been the case and then we did loan out some equipment. So it was kind of a race to get all that back last week. I think everyone enjoyed having their own little home gym set up for a yeah, while. Yeah. Um, and then the novelty wears off, though, to be fair. I think it was, yeah, I'd say it was used a lot in the first couple of weeks and then slowly and slowly gathered. Yeah, it just becomes this resented thing in the corner of your kitchen where you're like, that fucking thing <laughs> looking at me every day. Yeah. Um, on your t shirt there, then you've got so Wicklow Strength and Fitness. Mm-hmm. And when I introduced you, I introduced it as Wicklow Strength and Fitness. So I guess you've kind of dropped the moniker of CrossFit Wicklow. I guess I'm assuming like the whole HQ storm was like the straw that broke the camel's back there or like the, maybe the push he needed. So are you going to continue as Strength and Fitness then? Um, I suppose I'll give you, I'll go back a couple of years to kind of explain the full process to it. So um, when we first opened up, we were just purely CrossFit Wicklow, and that was in our old location, which was much smaller. So we could only really have CrossFit in that location. Um, when we came here, then towards the end of 2016, we started adding different um, aspects to the gym. Mm-hmm. So we had individualized programming. Uh, we had kind of 
nutritional side of stuff. We basically started branching out from CrossFit and started growing it. Yeah. And slowly what started becoming a roadblock was that for better or worse, CrossFit is known a lot by the CrossFit games. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, if you think of the fittest on earth documentary, you know, the amount of members we've had who've come in, they've seen the documentary and they're like, yes, I want to be like Matt Fraser. I want to be like, you know, I love Pat Vellner. I've seen the old Froning documentary. I think he's the best. Like, it's great. And they're coming in and that's what they want to do. They want to do that kind of sports side of it. Um, on the flip side of that, then, though, you've got people who just associate the gym with that. So they think it's this super intense, super crazy, uh, you know, you need to be super fit to even go there. Um, and they don't know that we actually cater for, you know, all levels. Okay. Hmm. Um, so then I love CrossFit. Absolutely fell in love with it the day I stepped in the door. Um, and I still do. But I still love everything to do with the sport. I still love the kind of training style. Um, it's more just that we want to have different avenues. So when we came here, we actually had Wicklow Strength and Fitness was the umbrella. The mm. home CrossFit Wicklow, Lean Fitness and all these other uh, different like streams that we had. And then it's slowly ever since has been like using the Wicklow Strength and Fitness banner a little bit more and just gradually introducing that with the aim of that actually taking over at the start of 2021 was the kind of plan we'd set out. And then with the whole HQ stuff, I mean, I was never a big fan of Greg Glassman. I think we actually spoke about it when you were here mm. before. I said I wasn't actually a major fan of how he had like complete control and everything. Um, so when he kind of went out with this stuff and I'm like, here he goes again. Like, you know, it was just, I suppose when you said there, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like, I, I was perfectly happy to be associated with CrossFit for a certain amount of time. And then that's just a bit like, oh God, we do so much more. Mm. So I suppose it was a contributing factor, but then I think they've made the right steps. So, I mean, we haven't de-affiliated yet. Um, our affiliation isn't up until november i think mm. so we have until then to see how it all plays out mm. i would love if everything plays out well and we get to be wicklow strength and fitness the home of crossfit wicklow and the home of x mm. y and Z as well um because as i said i love crossfit uh, it's changed my life without crossfit i'm not sitting here talking to you i'm probably working in an office somewhere uh probably not doing fitness uh, as much as i do now which is crazy so yeah i owe a lot to it so i hope it um i hope it sorts itself out really yeah, yeah. um no thanks a million uh best of luck with the revamp and everything i hope no one gets lost in the new building or anything and uh, best of luck uh for the future because i think what you're doing there is great so hopefully you can keep the momentum going and keep things going in the right direction cheers buddy hopefully we'll get you down for poseidon Uh, Katie Murphy, co-owner of uh, Wolfhound Fitness here in Mullingar. Um, I guess starting off, like I've been talking to other coaches and other owners and there's there's kind of some common threads coming up. But I guess the first one is like the uncertainty around, you know, it was a strange closure of gyms because like schools closed first. Like I remember our school closed and I was in the gym the next day. So it was kind of, there was almost like mixed messages coming out about what's needed and what's not needed. What were your initial thoughts, I suppose, 
pre-closure and then once you realize you had to close the door like what was your reaction to that yeah i think like pre-closure i think we knew it was inevitable that we were going to be closing so we kind of used say the week in the run-up to actual close down to prepare ourselves for the closure so that it didn't kind of just turn around one day we're open the next day we're closed we were kind of working in the background putting whatever plans we wanted to put in place during that week so that we were I suppose that we kind of closed on our terms and we kind of had a bit of a plan in place so that, you know, it wasn't just goodbye, we don't know when we're going to see you again and we haven't given you anything to work off. So we kind of wanted to make sure we knew and communicated with our members exactly what our plan was going to be and that there was going to be an alternative so that they could keep their training going. Yeah, um, like, I guess like physically closing the door must be a difficult thing to do as well. Like to be the door saying, right, don't know when we're going to be back here. Like, I mean, initially I suppose it was like two weeks, but I think everyone knew that two weeks wasn't really going to be two weeks. Yeah, I think we kind of thought maybe like six, seven weeks. And when we closed the doors and actually locked them, it was very strange because I suppose for anyone who's opened their own gym, they've built it from the ground themselves. It's really stressful kind of thinking that okay well the normal is not going to be there now we're not going to come back in here on Monday morning we're not going to have people into the gym but at the same time we kind of felt confident in the plans we'd put in place which we did think were only going to be for a couple of weeks they've obviously gone a lot longer but we did feel like feedback from our members where they were happy that we were following obviously following guidelines taking the action that needed to be taken um but still felt like they had their training they had their coaches still ready to support them throughout this lockdown so it was a strange one I think it hit Joe a little bit more than me in that he really felt a lot of stress about it um whereas I think sometimes I kind of just go with the flow a little bit more and tried to just figure out what way we were going to what way we were going to manage it but between the two of us I think we did put a good plan in place and kind of managed to keep our own heads above water and just try and stay positive. I suppose as when you've got so many members that rely on you as their coaches, you have to stay positive and you have to try and keep the energy levels high and keep everyone else feeling positive and motivated. So we kind of quickly turned to that role as quick as we could um, once we closed the doors. And then I suppose when you are closed, like, was there ever a fear of like, you know, maybe failing your clients or losing a bit of the community or, you know, because I suppose like one you have to figure out how you're going to best work with people and keep things going. But then you like, as a purely business side of things, you need to keep people on board as well. Like you need to think yeah. like long-term that you don't want to reopen in whatever, like July, August and have like 20 people missing that yeah. found something different. So like, how did you handle those kind of worries? Yeah. Um, I guess we just kind of, again, we just put action into practice because like the main thing you're going to do, to keep your community um, alive and active and supportive is to stay communicating with them. So, I mean, since lockdown, I've clocked up more hours, the two of us have clocked up more hours on Zoom, on emails, on phone calls than we would have done in the past four years because it was just about trying to stay communicating with people, uh, setting up the platforms that were gonna allow us to do that um, and just keeping in contact with everyone. And I suppose it's, it's a funny one because sometimes you think, okay, we're not in the physical gym, we're not coaching, our work looks very different. But in very many ways, the last seven weeks have been seven of the busiest weeks of our lives because mm. we're probably doing, like, you know, in a class you could have 15 people and within the hour you get to talk to all of them, you get to give your coaching, you get to motivate, you get to give a high five, um, and that's all done within an hour. So you've got your seven or eight classes during your day and you've kind of had your community interaction with everybody whereas you could have to do like you know 14 hours in one day to even get 
to 30 people um, mm. and that will be doing really well. So our hours have definitely increased and um, the amount of time that we're sitting at the computer and touching base with people has definitely increased. Um, but it's worth it because we've had a really great um, kind of adherence and a lot of buy-in from our community, I guess, and that they've really stayed engaged as long as possible. I guess this is going on a bit longer than we anticipated. Mm. Um, but people are still kind of hanging on in there, keeping their training going. Um, and at least we're able to kind of get together as a group in the outdoor settings now as well. Yeah. And then like, what did you do with membership? So like, I know some gyms froze it, some gyms just carried it on. Some gyms didn't even broach the subject, like just continued as we, it was. We froze. So we froze our memberships, um, literally from the day we closed but we gave an alternative option. So everyone who had an active membership at the time of close down, their membership will reactivate the day we reopen. So they won't have lost any of those days. But then all members were given the option of opting into an online package. Um, and we had four different packages. So really it depended. And I suppose we developed our plan based off what we felt we would want. Um, you know, we thought about, okay, we're really into our training. We enjoy getting our strength in. We enjoy getting all of our skills and practicing. So if we were on the other side and we were attending a gym and this was happening to a different owner that was our coaches, what would we want? And I suppose yeah. what we figured is everyone's kind of different and there's different levels that in which people like to train. So we set kind of four different packages. So we had kind of the top level package, which was basically people having a full home gym um, at their disposal or at their disposal. Um, then we had kind of a slightly lesser package. Then people that just want to maybe a set of dumbbells because we knew that everything was going to be out of stock almost mm. immediately. Um, and then also we have some people who actually have quite a nice bit of a at home so they just had an option to opt into an online package that was kind of a lower level premium so we had four different uh, options there available to our members it was all uh, completely up to them their own memberships were frozen um, and it was all just if they wanted to get involved they could, could get involved and I suppose you're kind of in a unique position to other gyms so like you had earmarked uh, expansion work like yeah. basically breaking ground going upstairs pre all of this like this was lined up from you know I remember you talking about this like you know early last Two year years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think when I suppose the shit hit the fan it was like right this could be a good time to get things done but then like you found out now and I think people who are in this kind of stuff find out that this stuff takes way longer in reality than it does on paper like you think even just like buying a house okay I'll get the mortgage I'll buy the house done and then like one week bleeds into another I'm sure it was the same for you so what's happening now is that you're being kind of forced to reevaluate because the work won't be done until the original date you are going to lose out a week. So, you know, maybe seven or eight days off the original date. Then the government changed their mind and said, you know what, it's grand. You can open it at the start of July instead or the end of June. So like, yeah. how do you react? Like it must be a difficult one to kind of deal with because you've got <clears throat> rug is kind of pulled out from under you. Like, I mean, a week isn't great and you can manage it, but then now you're looking at like a month and a week or a month and two yeah. weeks. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It has been frustrating in that sense because we were kind of given the 10th of August as our timeline. Um, and we set our project for expansion to kind of work in line with that or as close as we could. And obviously everything's been pulled back um, to earlier dates. I guess the way we really manage it, and we're lucky I suppose in, again, it's all down to communication. Like not, this won't have come to a shock to any of our members that mm. we weren't gonna be in a position to reopen. Whereas if we had kind of not really told people what we were doing or hadn't kept people in the fold as to what our plans were, like literally our members have seen the plans for everything that we want to do. We've explained everything down to what color paint will go on the wall. And um, so like there won't have been 
been a shock to anybody that we weren't going to be in a, in a position to reopen. Um, so I think that's kind of been the key. And now really we're also trying to, I guess one other thing that that's really helpful for these few weeks, because this is the kind of hardest time when other gyms are reopening, we're not, mm-hmm. and our members are kind of, they're sticking with us, which we're really, really grateful for. Um, but it's up to us now to keep them, again, step into our coaching roles and, you know, keep the motivation going, keep making sure that we're supporting people as best we can. Uh, we're really fortunate with the timing of some adventure races. So we've got a really big event coming up that, you know, we've got about 60 or 70 members signed up to. And mm-hmm. um, that just provides such a nice uh, focus for the next few weeks and allows people to keep the motivation going because we've got something really concrete to work towards. Um, and then once that's finished, we're going to have a nice big bar outdoors of course which will also just be a nice way of getting all the community back together and then we're really hopeful we're just looking at another week or so before we even reopen so you know time will go very fast at the same time as long as everything goes um nice and smoothly which thankfully it has so far we're yeah. we're kind of hopeful that you know between adventure racing and um, a real focus on nutrition and maybe mobility before we get back into the actual normal classes will keep people um in a good place for the next couple of weeks yeah, and I think like something that I was asking the other people that I've spoken to is like, it was it easier knowing that it wasn't just you, like knowing that it was, you know, every gym in your county, every gym in your country, every gym in your like continent has been closed. So did that make it easier because, you know, like you weren't falling behind. I suppose now that position has changed for you, whereas up until now it's been like, look, everyone's in the same boat, it's fine. Or has it been kind of, you know, more like just wolfhound forget about everyone else what can we do or was it made easier up until now and has it since become more difficult then to kind of deal with the fact that it's other places are getting back some kind of normality not really to be honest with you we kind of try and just focus on what we can control and we're very fortunate like that we have jerry duffy who's a wonderful uh kind of like a mentor really to a lot of people within the gym and to us as well and um, we kind of just try and focus on what we can control. We can't control what other gyms are doing. We don't necessarily um, pay huge attention to that because it's not really um, going to impact on our day-to-day running. So from our, I suppose from our perspective, we're just focusing on what we can do. Um, we're making sure that our members are fully aware of why, why we're not reopening. Um, and it's not like we're just not reopening because we want to go on holidays. It's like, you know, we're re- not reopening because we're reinvesting absolutely everything we have to make the gym the best gym it can possibly be. Mm. So I think for many of our members, they're actually really excited about it. And, you know, like people are like willing to help and provide support whatever way they can, painting, whatever we need you know, I know that we'll have a great community behind us. So, you know, I don't, I wouldn't actually really feel that at all. And just being in communication with so many of our members, people are quite content. Uh, People have good setup at home. People are happy to get out and embrace the outdoors a little bit more now. Um, And we're just trying to position ourselves to support people in that as best we can. And just make sure everyone knows why we're not reopening and that it's going to be in the best interest of our community in the long run. And I think like, if you've been if you've provided a good service over the last couple of years which i hope our members think we have that people are are with you and they understand um that there's a really valid reason as to why we're not reopened so no i don't we don't necessarily feel that we're going to be on a back foot now when we reopen cool um well look it sounds kind of ridiculous me saying it when i'll probably see you like tomorrow but best of luck with everything that's going on anyway and sure look we'll speak soon anyway Thanks, Pete. Uh, Limitless in Galway. Um, yeah. How did you 
like react to the news that you were closing your doors? Oh, to, it was like a punch in the gut. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you know we're we're really we're a small box. We were established in 2013, and we changed location and you know refinanced and reinvested and done a whole heap of stuff. And leading up to lockdown, we had just made the final payment on the startup loan if you yeah. want to call it that so we were in a debt-free situation you know a lot of wind, you know a lot of wind in the sails and then wham you know almost like a week later you yes. can't even you can't enjoy the benefits of that of that success you know so yeah it was a it was a shock and then so, as was as a smaller gym and with like you say you're just finished paying off like you're you're kind of starting to creep into the black i suppose yeah like is is it is it terrifying then like not knowing you know like i mean originally they said two weeks but i think we all knew it wasn't going to be two weeks yeah like is it terrifying not knowing what's going to happen or like were you were you worried about say maybe losing clients or losing you know people to other gyms or whatever or were you kind of a bit more assured because you knew it was everyone yeah we of course you're 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 worried about i guess firstly uh, you know the health of your membership your crew your your friends after many years you've gone through a lot with them as well mm-hmm. um but just on a purely kind of economical standpoint you're like god how many people have lost their jobs as a result of this and you know what does that mean for even the their own ability to come back when eventually we get mm-hmm. back so that was that was scary you know yeah. and and we're still you know we're still in the middle just getting back like as of officially yesterday yeah. um with that so you know the working from home situation that is uh you know a good handful of clients um, just are not in the locality anymore because they're working from home, yeah. you know? And that was something that I didn't really predict, to be honest. I, I, I didn't think the bleeding effect as a result of the working from home situation would be so large. It was substantially mm-hmm. more than I imagined it would be, you know? Of course, the people who are afraid of just making the first step back and, yeah. you know, all of that, but... That was one of the hidden ones, I think, that I wasn't prepared for was the working from home reality, the new reality. And what did you do then with memberships and stuff? Like, did you freeze it or did you kind of change it or did you like offer alternatives or? Yeah, I offered, offered an alternative, obviously froze for anyone that wished to do that. Um, but the operational costs, like we still had overheads, you know, lots of just, just, utility bills and things like that that were still rolling in during that time so what we've done is we created a kind of metcons from home variation of the program massively discounted of course Mm. but it it was just enough as well to kind of let the place pay its overheads during the downtime Mm. which was amazing and our guys were so supportive and really grateful to have the crew that we have because you know they didn't have to they could have done something themselves at home or whatever but they kept it on you know doing their like 
Metcons from home kind of variations and things like that. And that, that meant a lot, you know, to the staying power of the gym too, you know. At, at what point did you start eyeing, like, reopening? So I know, like, some gyms have done total revamps, like, they've, you know, to go to the place and start again. Some gyms have, like, touched up the paint and a few bits like that. Like, there's been videos on, you know, nearly every gym in the country has videos of them cleaning barbells and, you know, like, that kind of, mm-hmm. nearly like spring cleaning before Christmas, like, you know, getting yourself ready for Christmas, to put up the Christmas tree and stuff. Like, have you, have, uh, was there a point in time where you were like, okay, this might come a bit earlier than they originally said at the end of July yeah. and start getting things set up? And that was a really uh, pleasant surprise because totally in my mind, I was like, oh, it's going to be August, September before we're back. Yeah. Uh, but, but then kind of the figures started rolling in a bit and you're seeing the new requirements for distancing and things like that. You're like, okay, we, can, we have nice elbow room here. We can definitely fit whatever many boxes all spaced out nice and neat for people mm. to keep their distance and safely train. So, yeah, uh, about the last three weeks, really, we, yeah. we were able to kind of look forward to an official open, you know. And did you uh, find it difficult then balancing, like, say, getting ready to reopen with not letting things slip on the home training front and coaching like that? Yeah, yeah, it was challenging. But, um, you know, it, it, it means a lot to be back. And yeah. I, don't know, I know technically we're still kind of coming out of that trough, you know, uh, from the, from the dead stop, you mm. know, we had momentum and now, now we're trying to just regain that kind of momentum again, get your feet back under you again. Um, but on the flip side, there appears to be some genuine excitement from the crew and extended crew, people that have maybe, you know, drifted off a couple of months ago to come back as well into the fold, which is amazing too. So, we, we might be better as a result of this ultimately which yeah i think i, I think people kind of might appreciate it a bit more like you kind of take stuff for granted and then when it's taken away yeah. you're like jesus what, what would i give to be on an assault bike now or doing burpees with someone else beside me like <laughs> yeah that, it's as simple as that and and like uh, something that is is what i'm finding so uh for lack of a better word it's cheesy but it's it's magical like you're seeing how delighted people are to just talk to each other, mm. you know, face to face, like albeit distanced and all of that stuff. And they're not high fiving after classes and all of that. You know, they're being really, I mean, cautious, but they're so happy to have real communication again. Yeah. What, what then are some of the measures that you've had to put in place? So like I was looking yeah. this morning and Hannah in Canock put up a list on a post and like it's pretty extensive the stuff that has to be thought of like and you know yeah. i think people i suppose like people that we you mentioned there are people that might be still a bit nervous about coming back and you know maybe mm. don't want to take that first step like yeah. i guess you know from the outside looking in it can be easy to be duped into thinking oh they just put tape on the ground and it's a box and you stay inside your box but i mean there's a lot more to it than that there's a lot more to it for sure like there's do you know the 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 etiquette the the hand hygiene the cough etiquette the you know the distance in the cleaning of your equipment rigorously after every use and you know we have grids on the floor here we have each box has its own 
like sanitizers, um, dis disinfectant wipes, alcohol, the whole lot. Um, you know, it's it's uh, all the changing and shower facilities, and all that are are out of bounds. Yeah. So you come in, you do your bit, and you leave. And there's no hanging about, and it's kind of like there's a, you know, one in, one out. So until all of, for instance, the 5 p.m. are finished, the 6 p.m. aren't allowed to enter. Yeah, yeah. You know, they need to wait in their cars or whatever until they come. Um, but everybody, too, their credit has been so understanding and supportive to do to look after everybody else as well as themselves in that process yeah. too. So we're fortunate here. We have a nice, you know, high roof and we can open the shutter door in front and it's, so there's loads of fresh air as well. So it's as close to open air for indoors as you can get. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're pleased with that at least because I know I've been in hundreds of facilities in my life and there's a lot of places that are a lot, very cramped, hmm. you, you know, and the circulation is not great with the air. Um, you know, like upstairs in a unit or something like that, like you can easily see that being, I don't know, maybe a stress for some people, you know, yeah. but yeah. yeah, there's a lot to consider. There's a lot to consider. Yeah. Thanks a million for coming on and best luck with everything. I hope you and your members yeah. enjoy that human interaction that's come back again, rather than looking at a screen. Yeah. It seems to be like, like one of the real takeaways from it. You see the smiles, the smiles yeah. on their faces, just they're happy to to have different conversations than they have had the last three months. They've been, you know, self-isolating or whatever in their homes. Mm. Or they'll do their local shop and like, but this way they still have their, they're respecting all of their personal spaces and boundaries and they're being really great with anything that they're using. Mm. And it's, it's awesome. It's super positive. And uh, yeah, Obviously, the next couple of months are going to be, you're going to be clenching your teeth a little bit to see what happens, but bring it, you know? That's what yeah. we do. Yeah, well, so small business does. Thanks a million. <laughs> Thanks for coming Thank on. And best of luck with everything. No worries, man. All the best. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Uh, James, you're down in CrossFit Gory. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I guess my starting point with most people I've talked to is what was the reaction when you realized like, oh fuck, we have to close the doors here? Yeah, I was pretty upset. Um, like nearly, nearly brought to tears, kind of upset. Yeah. Um, because I guess the whole situation was unprecedented. We'd have, you know, experienced no situation like it. Um, and it was kind of nearly taken out of our hands. You know, there's no real, there was no real other choice. Um, Hmm. Um, yeah, was it a bit easier because it was everyone like that it wasn't just say you or it wasn't just like Gory or yeah. Wexford or whatever yeah I suppose like I'd been I'd been keeping an eye on the situation and we'd been following uh, like how, how it was unfolding and I was touching base with other affiliate owners um, you know checking in with what their plans were um, and I suppose yeah the, the decision was was always like you're going to have to close um, just out of the you know best interests of our members and yeah. just keep everyone safe so that was uh, when you're when you're closed then like 
I suppose like you know say I'm I'm trying to think like what would I think if I was in that scenario and I guess my two biggest fears would be one that people wouldn't come back when it was over and two that maybe the service I've been providing won't be I won't be able to maintain that through distance like yeah yeah um, the fir- on the first one like when we closed we we did receive like a huge amount of support like a we we received huge amount of messages of support mm-hmm. saying you know, we're here for we're here for the long run and we're here to support you like during the pandemic you know as long as it goes on for we'll yeah. we'll support you because we really want to come back to what you're providing so mm-hmm. that that was really encouraging um and then providing the service online i suppose that's that's the way most gyms pivoted to yeah. was that online support um online programming um and while like it, it worked we'll say for maybe month two months um people started to wane i think towards you know as it dragged on more and more there's only so many burpees you can do as well <laughs> there's, so there's only so many variations of exercises you can do yeah. um, and i think maybe the online model it wasn't a great fit for everyone and i think that like the having somewhere to go like people really enjoy that they enjoy having that, you know, place to go. It's a, it's a definite time and date. It's, you know, yeah. something to schedule in. So did that, the, the, I guess the relaxing of the rules and allowing you to meet up outdoors, maybe that came at just the right time for you guys then? Yeah, that was perfect. When, as soon as they announced outdoor training, um, we started planning our outdoor classes um, because we had, the, we had the facilities too, I suppose like not a lot of gyms might have access to their car park. Maybe they share it with other mm. buildings or, you know, they could be in a city situation where they actually don't even have uh, space outside to do it. Um, but we had, I suppose we had the, uh, the facilities to provide it. So we went ahead with planning those. Um, we recalled all the equipment that we'd, we'd loaned out to members. Um, yeah. What did so- you do with memberships and stuff? Cause I know like, I mean, if, if, okay, if you're, a gym owner and like a friend to a lot of the like clients and stuff, I'm sure like you want to do right by them and keep things right. But then as a gym owner as well, you're like, I need to keep my head above water here and stay in the black. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose we were, we were lucky in a way in that we got like a little bit of rent relief in, in the form of like a 50% rent reduction. Okay. And then we tried to lower our overheads. Otherwise like we weren't using the building really. Um, as far as like membership, um, the stance we took on it was kind of uh, pay us what you can um, throughout the pandemic. So where some people's jobs were affected and they had to maybe reduce their payments and they still paid us something. Um, Anyone who was in the position, maybe their job didn't change. Maybe their situation stayed the same. Um, Again, it was a kind of case by case basis and they were able to maybe continue paying was that awkward to communicate like was it awkward to kind of not sound like you have your cap in your hand yeah yeah i suppose you're you're trying to provide the same level of service mm-hmm. it's you know nearly you know it's it's very hard with that distance um but you're trying to create as much um as much uh quality and content and uh and value to your mm-hmm. members um to try and to try and maintain that so you um, had the added stress i suppose of like you had a competition lined up yeah yeah and then that has to change and everything so you, i suppose you got like two things that you know were they're in jeopardy or whatever was that difficult 
had to be pushed back definitely. We're hoping to still run um, Southeast Showdown yeah. um, in the September. So hopefully, hopefully the landscape will be a little bit more like um, I suppose it will be a little bit more forthcoming to kind of competitions. And I know the guys in Poseidon are they're planning yeah. upstairs August, I think, and uh, or maybe Irish it's Fitness Championships as well is on. So yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully that, that'll be an interesting experience as well. That will be. That's something I've competed in the last couple of years, so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of feels compared to other years. It'll be, yeah. it'll be a deal. You're probably looking forward to it. Yeah, like nervous about. <laughs> um, I think, I think by then, I think you're allowed to have like 500 people outside or something. So you know, again, yeah, as it goes on, the restrictions are kind of going to ease, I suppose. Hopefully, anyway. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. I think, like, at what point then did you start eyeing? reopening like i know a lot of gyms have like you know they've been painting the walls and lifting the floors and moving the rig and you know like a whole new like use it as an excuse for a fresh start i guess like yeah a renovation yeah definitely yeah, was there was there a point in time where you were like okay they announced that it's opening whatever 29th or whatever it was of june was yeah there a, was there a point where you were like okay now we need to start getting ready yeah and what what did you have to put in place in order to be ready say yesterday yeah um, so I suppose we, as soon as we kind of closed our doors, we started um, doing upgrades. Um, it was something that we were able to kind of come into the gym still. Maybe our members coming, we were still able to to come in and start. We literally, you know, painted every square inch of the place, um, and then just start tackling jobs that you kind of stuff that you put on the long finger normally, um, and then stuff that maybe would be kind of impractical to get through in a normal maybe day-to-day setting where you're coaching you're not interrupting classes and stuff like that so we started working on that stuff straight away um so we didn't have too much to do when it when it came to the we weren't like scrambling to to get open Mm. and then we 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 kind of put a lot of the health and safety um consultation and and like getting in line with what was required to reopen as far as government and HSE guidelines. We got all that stuff, um, I guess, nailed down before our outdoor classes. Yeah. And kind of like a seamless transition then back into indoor, where we had a lot of that kind of infrastructure set up. And it was really a kind of a copy and paste and, and maybe adjust for, you know, being outside versus inside. Yeah. And how have the members found it? Like, are they kind of just fine with being stuck in their box, or are they? Is it yeah. are they a bit strange still? Yeah, um, everyone's in their little uh, whatever three meter by three meter box. So, um, yeah, I suppose it's a everyone. We're all getting used to whether it's waiting waiting in a queue where you normally didn't have a queue before. Um, I guess we're all we're all adjusting to the new this new normal. Mm. whatever we're calling it um but people have been very respectful of all the like the even we do a temperature check at the start of classes stuff like yeah. that as soon as they come into the building um sanitizing their equipment you know they've been very helpful and uh yeah very respectful of the, all the the uh the things we put in place the measures we put in place it's funny like i i've, I've heard of those the temperature checks and i think if I put myself in that position, imagine having your temperature taken by your coach and them saying, uh, no, you actually might have COVID. You better go home. <laughs> like it's an awkward bit of news to deliver. Yeah. Hopefully fingers crossed now we don't have to deliver that message. 
yeah, yeah. Um, well listen James thanks a million and best of luck uh, with your continued reopening and I hope everything goes from strength to strength for you there and the uh, South East showdown runs ahead as planned awesome thank you Cheers. thanks very much thanks man bye bye Recording this computer, yeah, done right. Okay, um, so Eamon, you're in uh, Waterford Warriors, um, down in well, Waterford. Yeah. Um, what was the reaction like down there when it became clear, or I suppose when the government decided, like, right, James have to shut? What What was the What was the first couple of days like there? Yeah, like looking back now, <clears throat> looking back is kind of like, uh, it's nearly like when they talk about like the seven stages of, of trauma or grief or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Anger and denial and stuff like that. So I think there was a few stages of that. So I think probably like everywhere else, you're thinking about when you're first, people are first starting to say that you might have to close and you're kind of in a bit of denial saying, Oh, we, we won't have to close down. And then the school is shut and it becomes kind of clear that you'll have, you probably will have to close. And then, there's even more denial after that where you're thinking, okay, it'll only be a few weeks or mm. three or four weeks or it might be six weeks, which I think looking back was probably a good thing because if you had said at the start, it's going to be three months. I mean, your head would be gone. Mm. Uh, so I think it was probably good overall that we, we didn't, even though the not knowing was very tough for everybody across the board, it was probably a good thing really because if you knew it was going to be three months um, at the start, it would have been a really tough and a really big ask um, for members to keep kind of supporting you in whatever way. I know different gyms had different approaches for for the way they they would done things, but like to keep your members some way engaged. I think knowing it was that long from the start would have been really tough. So, and what um, did you yeah. what did you do then to keep them engaged? So I know like you know some people did online classes some people loaned out equipment some people did both some people did neither like you know what was your approach to it no we did both yeah we did okay. both we did everything we were one of those gyms where we were completely feast of all equipment really um <laughs> so yeah every, everything we could everything that you could that wasn't nailed to the ground we gave out so we made sure that um every member had pretty much as much as we could give them you know at least one thing uh, which was absolutely key. Um, we were we were fairly well set up luckily because we have a, a fairly large member base and we have a good few coaches, including the good few full-time coaches. So we're lucky in that we already had kind of things set up in that we already had every member kind of had an assigned coach anyway. So we kind of broke the gym up into groups and so, so say I will say, for example, responsible for about 60, 70 members. And you were kind of, initially we kind of became kind of almost mini gyms where mm. you were in charge of your people. You were hitting them with texts every day with their workout, video briefings of their workout. And yeah, as you said, we had Zoom classes, um, which weren't for everybody, but they kept some people going. And for other people, it was the daily texts of the workout that kept them going. But for sure, a combination of all that. Because again, that went through stages. Like It was weird at the start. A lot of people were doing more training than they ever did. Yeah. You know, They went from training maybe three days a week to six sessions a week and stuff like that. So um, 
uh, but then that that always has a shelf life as well as a honeymoon period where people are are delighted to have Re- the reinvent themselves home. yeah exactly like and, and and there's nothing else to do yeah the people had nothing else to do so they were training like six times a week then after a while though that does wear off and you've got to just keep trying different things we we done everything we done zoom quizzes like like most people did on friday mm. nights and, and stuff like that and I think you go through phases of it and eventually you you muddle through but it got a good bit easier over the last month or so when we knew we had an actual date mm. um and we could kind of concentrate as a group of coaches and, and the owners as well on like really really detailed and spending a lot of man hours planning for for the reopening i think i think members really understood that we were doing that was it difficult though to balance like say i know i've seen videos of you like you've totally revamped the place you've like painted everything you've done up the toilets you've you know every, there's no yeah. corner untouched but like was it difficult to balance that with not letting things slip in the online coaching and not letting things slip like you, you must have all been kind of burning the candle at both ends there we were we were and like there's no doubt that there's no getting away from um the probably the, all the online stuff probably did have to slip a bit but i think like then again uh the members did like you did i think the members saw what we were doing mm-hmm. and they saw and maybe maybe some of them were a bit relieved that they weren't getting as much almost hassle from us about stuff so like yeah. you know there was hardly a bit of an easing off there um i think it all kind of worked out like there's no harm in i think there was no harm in people easing off in their training a little bit even even because you know you're about to come back to to intense training let's face it everybody when they get back to the gym is going to hit it very hard from the mm. start so do you find you're having to pull people back then yes say like you know pull the reins a little bit being like well you know don't go too crazy like you're not going to be able to deadlift what you did three months ago when you've only had dumbbells at home like you know was there any of that kind of nervousness um i think the responsibility really is on the coaches and to program that yeah. um you can make sure that happens really so it's funny you should mention deadlifts um, our first workout yesterday back was a was an AMRAP of 15 minutes of calories, deadlifts, and either toast to bar or sit-ups or whatever those variations are, but in fairly low volume. Mm. Um, we made the program kind of made sure that the calories bore the most weight of the workout and stuff. So um, I think it's – and, yeah, your workout briefings are saying, like, you know, to keep the weight light, and we made the top weights – quite light for a deadlift 19 and 60 but like we would have pulled most people back from doing that mm. so i think you you do that obviously with your briefings but you like a, a fairly intelligent program will program around that so you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta make sure and like all our weightlifting stuff so we had a strength day today where it was push press but we didn't use the racks so it had to be a weight that people could okay, yeah. in the ground so i mean it was you have you can make sure that people do that and make stuff kind of relatively high enough volume and lightweight and um everybody's just happy to get back under a bar again so um yeah there will be a bit of raining in done but um for the few weeks i think people are happy enough to be back so they're gonna they're gonna listen to, to what they're told really and then like was there any nervousness sunday night like you know obviously you've got the fear of going back to work in general but like was there any nervousness of like what if you know, they don't like the measures that are in place. What if we can't control people, you know, like sticking to the measures and stuff? Was there any nervousness like that? There was a lot of nervousness about that. Yeah. Um, 
and just the general nervousness like because we we in fairness as a group of coaches um we put in a lot of work and a lot of man hours particularly over the last few weeks not only as you mentioned there about the gym being done up and all but we also changed over to a new system a new app um for booking in and stuff like that so mm. that was a lot of work um and we had put in so much effort you know it's kind of like almost like a competition type thing where sometimes the more you prepare and the more effort you put in the more it means to you so the more nervous you are yeah yeah you know what i mean so um yeah we had say two two of the coaches that were um that were in like 6 a.m on the morning morning they they said that they got very little sleep before from nerves and I, my first class back coaching was 2.30 yesterday and I was a bag of nerves beforehand. Mm. And I can't really even understand why because the coaches in the morning told me that everything was fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly what you said. You're just worried that you'll, that you will maybe get the person in your class that doesn't want to play ball. Um, but that just didn't happen. It's gone absolutely, it's been an incredibly great two days in the gym like i mean everybody has played ball so much i mean you can you can make all the plans you want you can you can let you can think about every possible scenario which we did do we you know we spent so long debating and maybe the odd argument and all that kind of thing about what to do in different places and were we going too far or were we going far enough on certain things um in general, we erred on the side of a lot of caution. We, we pretty much have every precaution taken possible. And to do that, we to do, say, for example, the temperature checks and stuff we're doing, we've got to ask the members to turn up a little bit earlier, not just to turn up on time, which mm. can be a challenge sometimes, but to actually be early. And so you can make all the plans you want, but if your members don't want to play ball with that, it's not going to happen. But... Our members across the board, to a man, to a woman, have completely played ball. Our classes are actually starting early because mm. everyone's there and everyone's booked in. So everyone arrives, everyone's there five minutes beforehand. We start early. It's been incredible, something that we never would have predicted. So it's been great. Yeah. So, like the measures that you've put in place, then obviously you've got, I saw Gary putting up a video there last week of like a box and he was like, you know, carrying all his equipment into the box and that was for that box and you've got like you mentioned there you've got temperature checks i assume you've got hand sanitizers or anything else that you've had to set up um they're the main ones yeah um so we're really lucky at the gym you've been down the gym haven't you doing mm. the apollo cup we're lucky that we have a, a lot of space and we have yeah. two rooms and we've plenty of like possible entry and exit points um so i suppose a lot of the preparation went into like how are people going to enter yeah. safely and distanced um you know so yeah that is basically what we've done as in, as in you mentioned yourself first thing you do is temperature check uh then it's sanitize the hands um then it's go into your base so as you mentioned there we all we've got like uh one room with 12 bays and our kind of smaller room that you would have probably maybe warmed up for uh, in the apollo cup the 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 room two we call it now um has some less bays got 10 bays in there you go into your bay um if you want you can give your equipment a clean down when you get in um and then you do the workout and then you leave by a different exit so you don't have that traffic passing people passing each other by too much but 
Um, yeah, that that that's basically it. Um, everything being everything being clean. Then we also got some of those. Um, have you seen those fog machines? Yeah, that yeah. spray the fog. So, um, we're doing that three times a day to all the all the equipment. Um, so that's basically it. we've done pretty much everything that that you could probably imagine. Um, and we're kind of we're gonna we're gonna phase some of it out. Um, we kind of lined up our phases of opening with the government phases. So the next one's the twentieth of July, and after that we're planning on phasing out little things like the temperature checks. Yeah, it will be phased out at that stage. Um, so I think pending government advice, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. Uh, but I think it's good to have those little possible end dates for stuff like that as well because members know okay i'm doing this for three weeks but i'm not gonna have my temperature taken indefinitely so yeah but there is a lot of stuff i mean only from these first couple of days there's a lot of stuff that yeah there's a few little things that we'll phase out but a lot of stuff that we've discovered now that jesus this works way better yeah i mean everybody having their own little space in the gym their own bay makes so much sense people are people see people see feel so much safer and not just safer from a COVID-19 standpoint just safer in general I mean yeah like bars overhead and you're walking around to get to the rig or whatever yeah exactly walking around somebody's swinging to do a ring muscle up someone's got 100 kilos over their head behind you and they're wobbling around like all of that totally gone so everybody um feels so much safer like little things that we never thought of, like um, the fact that we're not gathering everybody in. Like we cut our class. Actually, that's another thing, very big thing worth mentioning is that we cut our class to 45 minutes, mm-hmm. um, which was something that, yeah, again, we would have thought like that's a very um, temporary thing. But because everybody has their own bay with, with their weight, so every bay has a barbell. And at the moment, there's about 90 kilos of weight in every bay. Uh, so right now there isn't all that waste of time in the class of people yeah. walking over congregating at the weights queuing up to get weights uh, dumbbells kettlebells bands or whatever everything's in the bay so that 15 minutes is kind of cutting the fluff out of the class yeah you're in there you're, you're placed right there and um, you haven't got to go into the the whiteboard and get the full explanation all together where you're kind of maybe waiting for people to arrive waiting for people to stop talking or whatever <laughs> um the universal the universal gym stuff yeah. um all that kind of fluff is taken out of the class so i think that 15 minutes that were shorter we're not really losing much that's what we've discovered over, over the last couple of days so things I, just get cleaner and sharper i suppose like the coaches have to be more on point and they have to be more 100 percent and like 100 percent and we were a gym who already had a system to book in, so people already booked into their classes, and we did have caps on the classes, all right, but we didn't ever really enforce them. Mm. The members generally would have played ball, and it all worked out well. But if somebody comes along that wasn't booked in, we were never, we never going to turn them away. Mm. You know, we we never would turn people away from training unless it was in a very extreme circumstance. Um, so like there was often classes that like you know you didn't miss now were a bit too crowded or whatever, you know, it probably, probably happens in a lot of gyms. I've, I've actually been in gyms where it's been happening. It's a road you go down and it's hard to avoid it. But now that we have a specific bay thing, there's no such thing as a class now with more mm. than 12 people. So as you mentioned, from a coaching point of view, it allows us to have much more coaching, even though we're distanced from the people, we're coaching them more because 
Yeah, you got a one in twelve chance of being seen doing something rather than exactly. One in four, like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So like instead of like say a big class where sometimes you feel like, okay, I'm just kinda of keeping an eye on things here and I'm kind of organizing things more than doing as much coaching as I should be, now you're doing way more. You know, every class you get to walk around and like get to everybody, which was which is what it's all about really. Yeah, yeah. No, that's so, great. So, yeah. Um, Listen, Eamon, best luck with everything that you've got going on and hopefully the things will go back to normal. Jesus, you'd hope by Apollo Cup next year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, hopefully. And we'll see now, hopefully the, the IFC and everything that's on down here as well, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes and hopefully it all goes well. And then after that, we can start to imagine other competitions going on in, in smaller spaces. But yeah, geez, hopefully it will be. And um yeah, same to you and best of luck with uh, all your upcoming podcasts. You've been going from strength to strength there. It's been unreal to see you doing so well and having such big names on it. It's unreal. So well done to you. Thanks very much. I might edit that bit out because I don't really like compliments. But... <laughs> You'll probably loop it in there, so I'll say at the start instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cheers, David. Thanks, Abel. Okay, good man, Peter. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Bye. Sean, you're in loud. You're in. SKF or Sean Kilroy Fitness. Um, I guess the first question is, what was the reaction like there between you and your coaches and your members when the government said, "Right, we're closing everything down"? Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy because uh, I think you know a week or two into when we started, you know, realizing that we may have to close, we we did, we were kind of ahead of the game. We put in the hand sanitizing stations and stuff, uh, and we did limit our classes. But I think it was around the thirteenth of March, Friday. Or, 14th of March maybe it's when we, we kind of seen a lot of other gyms closing down and we decided to you kind know, of take the plunge and close and close with everybody else I suppose just it was the safest thing to do and then the government came out the next day to say you know that all gyms were, were forced to close. I was kind of curious about that as well because I suppose a lot of gyms waited until they were told okay you have to close and a lot of them kind of like my own gym and you're saying you did there, like a few gyms kind of jumped the gun and were like, look, we're going to have to close for the safety of our members. Like, this is the right thing to do, whatever. Was like, was there ever an element of like peer pressure where you thought like, oh, those other gyms are closed and we better close or look, those gyms are staying open. Maybe we should stay open in case our members like, you know, go there or, you know, might think that we're doing the wrong thing or whatever. Was there any ever, ever any pressure at that? Yeah, I think there was always a little bit of that pressure and I suppose we were, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, in regards, like, some gyms were closing and a lot of our members were delighted when we decided to stay open for that extra day or two. But, uh, you know, realistically, it was the safest thing to do and, you know, I'm glad that most gyms did follow suit before uh, the government recommendations to close. So it, it, like, it was the right thing to do. You know, the safety of our members were always kind of the main priority. Yeah. When you did close then, like, I suppose you've got staff as well like you've got coaches that work there you've got members you've got to think of them like I suppose like I was saying earlier on I'm trying to put myself in the position where like if I owned a gym like what would my concerns be about having to close and I think one would be you know can I deliver a good program somehow and then the second one would be like fuck what if people start like just cancelling memberships or leaving yeah. or you know don't come back like are those kind of uh anxiety is very real over the three months yeah they were and like uh, you know i'm pretty proud to say that we have a great member we have a great membership we've you know a great range of people and you know really really supportive members uh, the one thing from from my side is I, I you know i didn't want i didn't want my gym members paying for membership that they're not going to be yet 
Yeah. Uh, so you know, we made it. I made it my business to cancel everybody's subscription, uh, and we had, you know, a lot of members who are willing to still keep paying their memberships every month, uh, which was kind of overwhelming. But uh, I, I didn't want that. I didn't want that. I wanted to. I wanted to cancel everybody's subscription. Uh, we lent out all our equipment for free uh, to all our members, and we programmed uh, Keith Arnold programs and myself programmed uh, nine weeks of home workouts Monday to Friday. Uh, Monday to Saturday, uh, all all on all online for free for all our members. Uh, so you know we kept our members occupied. We we kind of encouraged members to uh, post their workouts every day. You know, post their times if they wanted to post their times, and maybe videos of themselves. Uh, uh, kind of you know conducting or doing the workouts themselves. We didn't was, was get that involved. a hard sell to Keith that like here we're going to do this for free. Uh, yeah, we we weren't sure how long this was, we weren't sure uh, how long this was going to last, and you know. Uh, you know, Keith loves Keith loves program workouts most of the time. Anyway, anyway, so for him it was a, you know, it was it was a, it was a nice a nice thing to do. But uh, we also realised that we were two or three weeks in, and we realised that other gyms were renting out their equipment or, mm. you know, uh, charging online, which which is also fair enough because at the end of the day, you know, the bills still had to be paid. Mm. Uh, we were lucky that our landlord uh, froze our rent for three months. Okay. Uh, that was was a big thing. Although you know, it might be added at the end at the end of our lease or. Whatever, but uh, you know, it was it was nice to know that you know our, our rent and rates and stuff were not coming out every month. So yeah. Um, throughout then, like, was there any sleepless nights? Like, you know, I think the kind of common consensus, having spoken to coaches and owners and stuff, is like originally it was you know two weeks. Everyone kind of knew it wasn't really going to be two weeks, and then people thought maybe six. And you're saying there like nine weeks or whatever. Like, was there a point in time where you were like, Jesus, there could be no end to this? Yeah, I think uh, you know again we're lucky we have a good good membership, uh, and I think we we have mass, massive classes. Our membership base is, you know, we could have a we could have a class of thirty or forty people in a class. Yeah. Uh, and it's great, and it's, it, the classes are relatively cheap considering you know some of the prices around the area. Uh, but they've been cheap because we can manage to get twenty to thirty. We have a large gym, uh, open space with you know numerous, you know we've up to twenty machines and over twenty barbells and etc. All that kind of stuff. So we could accommodate a lot of members. Uh, so the days of thirty to forty in a class is obviously gone. So you know, thinking of new ways to kind of uh, generate classes with fewer members and maybe more classes is, is kind of a, has been a challenge over the last couple of weeks uh, but we're, we're managing well we've you know we were, we're up to 12 people per class uh, we're running every hour during the day from half six to half eleven and then also from three to eight o'clock I don't know so we're running 10 to 12 hours uh, of classes every day yeah and then like was there a point in time where you realized you know, no, originally it was like the end of July. Was there a point where you were like, we better start getting ready here because the numbers are dropping, like the cases are dropping and stuff, so things might be moved forward? Yeah, so again, we when government allowed four people uh, to exercise together uh, outside or outdoors, uh, we were lucky enough that our gym has outdoor space, so we, we took our equipment out all day uh, and we had four, so small group training for, again, them hours during the day. Then when it increased to six, we had uh, six people outside again, and then we were lucky enough to bring six people inside. Uh, increased that to twelve only this only this week. So you know we 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 have been proactive uh, throughout throughout the whole lot with the home based workouts, and again with the good membership that we had, I think you know, people were always relishing to come back. Uh, and with only twelve people with so much space, I think it's it's, it's worked pretty well. Was there a panic on to get the equipment back? 
Yeah, yeah, there was always a panic, I think. But uh, yeah, most people, in fairness, I didn't have to text many many to bring them back. I think I, we have a members page that I posted. Could everybody please bring them back between 12 and 2 on a Saturday? And, you know, majority was majority was back on the day. So yeah, was what, what were your, like, did you have any concerns then, say, Sunday night before open on Monday? Like, I imagine it's like the fear to end all fears going back anyway. But, like, did you, was there any kind of concerns about, like, you know, maybe a, a member not taking the advice seriously or, you know, someone jeopardizing what, you know, like this kind of stuff. I, I kind of view this kind of stuff as hanging in the balance. Like once people are sensible and do the right thing, we can kind of keep going the way we're going. But if people start fucking it up, then it fucks it up for everybody. Like, so was there any kind of fear around that? Or did you kind of know, like, because your members, you know them that you could kind of trust what was going to happen? Yeah, I think you can tr- we can definitely trust our members. Uh, we had it all taped out, sewn out areas, uh, you know, literally, it's, it's it's tough crap if you get stuck with with the rower that you hate or the or the assault runner or the assault bike. Uh, the machine designated to that area was that was 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 you know that person's kind of piece of equipment. They had one barbell, a couple of different options on dumbbells, wall balls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, they were limited to that that zone, and you know, most people are generally the majority has kind of uh, abided by them rules in the gym and. Uh, hand sanitizers when you enter when you enter and also when you leave and then also you wipe down your equipment uh, at the end of every session as well so our classes have went from one hour to 45 minutes to allow that kind of changeover Uh, members leave one door and come in a different door as well so there's no cross contamination so we've tried to kind of you know keep it keep it going that way you know yeah, and was there, like, have you had any members get in touch that, like, are concerned about going back or anything? Yeah, we've had one or two members just to say, uh, best of luck, best of luck with the reopening. Uh, they're just going to hold off for another couple of weeks before they, I know they maybe have, uh, you know, they're caring for, for elders at home yeah. or, uh, you know, other, other circumstances that's kind of don't really allow them. So they're, they're, they're looking after themselves and they're also looking after our, our own members as well, which is which is great because... You know, it is a good membership. Yeah. Well, look, I'm sure it'll be worth the wait when they go back. So, listen, thanks a million for coming on and best of luck with the continued reopening. And hopefully, things keep going in the right direction for you and everyone else as well. Thanks very much, you too. Wish you the best of luck. You're in Wildway CrossFit uh, in Galway. Yeah. Yeah. Oi, Colin. First question. What was the reaction like there when the government said, look, you're going to have to close down? Man, so Galway, Galway is its own little place. And Moycullen is its own little place within Galway. Galway is a very, um, um, you know, it's a, you know, it's, 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 they say it's where ambition goes to die. You know what I mean? Everyone goes to Galway and just, just you know, it's, it's just their spot. People just move here. Uh, and then Moycullen is this beautiful little utopia that within Galway it has like, Delish coffee, man. There's a place called Freebark that you would absolutely love. I, I'm an ex barista, so like when I moved to this little town in Galway, I thought, oh Jesus, where am I going to get for my fucking coffee? Do you know what I mean? That's a huge deal to me. And then we got this place. It's just amazing. There's a, there's a roaster called Calendar. But yeah, my is its own little utopia. It has its own like uh, kombucha company. It has a mm. CrossFit that's us. Has that delish coffee. It has like lovely little vegan spots and beautiful restaurants. It's just this lovely little place. It's like the Shire of yeah. Galway. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so here it was. There was a lovely bringing together of everyone in the community. Everyone thought 
let's shop local. So even our little toy shop that's next door to us, like did so well. Um, everyone just has, it's a lovely community spirit here. So initially we were like, okay, what can we do for our members? And like everyone else, we went on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a, like, I like getting in, like I'm just off a wad with my class. So, so Holly, who's like the wild way queen, she, she's like uh, the absolute be all and end all of wild way. Wild way is deeply hers. Like as much as I'm involved in everything, like wild way is her, it's her baby. Yeah. Um, like I love just like jumping into what, so I just jumped into a wad there. Like, and like, so zoom was not for me, but we kept it going and we, uh, we did our best. So as soon as lockdown happened, boom, we were all on zoom working out every day and trying to do our best to get progressive overload into our programs uh, with what we had. So we lent out all our gear, just got, got gear to everyone and then programs for that. Mm. And we had a really good response from everyone. We like, we had a good, community response we even had people from other gyms come on to our program during lockdown because yeah. um obviously do you know what like there was a lot of gyms that did nothing like without yeah. like i'm not being like oh you did nothing but a lot of gyms that kind of like froze in that moment but we were like okay we're do like if you're locked down you're literally doing nothing so here's an opportunity to do anything you want you know yeah. uh, for for your for your gym you, you know, you have a community there, you have a responsibility to that community, and we just, we just went out a whole hug, you know? And, and then, like, why not? What else were you doing? You're fucking, you know? When you're closed, then, like, is there, was there ever a fear of, like, you know, as you're saying other members from other gyms came to E and stuff like that? Was there ever a fear of that happening that you might lose some of your community during it all? And um, the way I see it is, Peter, you cannot think ever about that. If someone wants to go to another gym, that's no problem. We are here with open arms. I think, I think that's like, um, that is not a growth mindset. Yeah. You know, if you want to have a growth mindset, I don't mean business, I mean just mean in life. If you want to ha- have a growth mindset, um, you cannot care if someone goes to another gym. You know, you can't care if someone drops into another gym. Because uh, I've come from like a jiu-jitsu background and in, in BJJ, like people go all over the place to gyms, but there's some gyms that, just like really look down on that. There's like, oh, it's disloyal. But I think that's all absolute bullshit. And I think that if you have the community that you care about, that if you, you know, that you nurture, that you, you want to help, if they want to go somewhere else, that's great. You've done your best. You know, you can't, uh, you know, that's a very like stagnant mindset. So if they want to do that, that's no problem. All I can concentrate is what's in front of me. You know, all I can concentrate on is that just fucking doing your best for the people that's in front of you so that was kind of our mindset listen yeah. we have we have a baby on the way in about a month so this all happened at the weirdest time for us so yeah, like, yeah we lost one or two members but people lost jobs so if, if someone loses yeah. their job there's no way they're going to be like oh yeah but like I'll, I'll lose my job and my can't pay my rent but you know i'll go clean and jerk a couple of bars you know for you like no way so we expected to lose a couple but do you know what as soon as they got back into work they came back so so that's was there like you say there you got extra anxiety with the baby coming and stuff like was there sleepless nights of like jesus when is this going to end and when, like what do we do if this is in death yes i mean i think everyone felt like that at some stage mm. to be honest like everyone felt that deep little goblin sitting on their shoulders that like okay everything could just fall apart man i went Full on. Do you know what? Um, with um, we kind of like isolated with uh, Holly's uh, brother-in-law and sister because, like, you know, we're, we're family, so so uh, we isolated with them. And me and John, 
one of the first nights of lockdown, we watched Contagion, which was the worst fucking thing we could have done. Like, worst thing we could have done. So, like, that night I went on Amazon and, like, I ordered, like, a bow and arrow <laughs> or things like that. I was like, get my weapons together. I'm going to have to start hunting. Something bad's going to happen. So I definitely had the, like, post-apocalyptic mentality for sure. I knew something was like, okay, something's going to go down. Someone might steal my food. And I'm not that person at all. That's what I was talking about. I'm, I'm all love, but I was like, okay, I'm the baby on the way. I'm going to have to fight. But, uh, yeah, as soon, as soon as they started opening the outdoor workout, um, we kind of, like, went, okay, we're going we're gonna to be back. We have the Zooms. We have the programming. Now we can use what's around us. So we are very lucky in the fact that we have this beautiful bit of grass. Now there's other there's other places that um that you know have managed to find fields. Like Cross Wicklow found a field and just started using this field with permission, obviously. So we have this beautiful stretch of grass, and we also had this deadly forest. And because we're out west, it's just rocks everywhere. So we managed yeah. to get some deadly ones in. I saw on some of your stories there, you had like trail runs with vests, and uh, you had like. I don't know, it kind of looked like a Ballantese house where you were doing like workouts outside and like yeah, yeah. or something on top. Like it looked pretty cool. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. Like you, you got to use what you got. Like evolve or go extinct. As the big man Wiley says, so we just, we just, whatever we had. Now we still had barbells in our garden. We still, yeah. we still use barbells. We just had like really stringent clean, cleaning systems. And we still do. So we're in the gym from Monday. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're back just, we're back just hammering with, you know, big stringent systems. We're lucky though, do you know what I mean? We, we have an intelligent community. We have a sympathetic community. And we, you know, we, we have people that just basically understand we need to do this. Sorry, you're going to be scrubbing barbells for a while. But guess mm-hmm. what? You get to throw them around if you get to scrub them. You know what I mean? So, so everyone understands that. And when you were like preparing for a reopening then, so when it became obvious at the dates, I suppose like it kind of became obvious to people that, okay, something might happen here because the cases started to go down and things started to look a bit better. And then if you're still providing these online services and if you're still meeting up at the forest or at the field or whatever, like was it hard to balance maybe getting ready for reopening with like continuing to provide a service? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, we, we had about three hours in the middle of the day, midweek to do that. Yeah. And Sundays. And Sundays. So we're still doing like team wads and all that on Saturdays. But yeah, so we had about three hours in the middle of the day on Sundays. Um, luckily, Holly's pregnancy is going just amazingly well. So she had like quite a lot of energy. Yeah. So, so we were able to repaint the place. I put up rig. Uh, we separated it all out. Like what everyone's doing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Everyone's doing the exact same thing. Everyone's having their own sections, having their own, um, you know, their, their uh, stations for cleaning and all that. So yeah, listen, we had we had days that from morning to night we were we were, we were busy, busy, busy. But you know what? It's worth it. Here's the thing: what the fuck else are you doing during lockdown? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If your if your business is this, what the fuck else are you doing? Do you know what I mean? It's not a holiday. This is not a holiday. This is this is this is like this is red zone. Do you know what I mean? You need to be working. If you if you want a successful gym, if you want to provide for your community, you know, work. What else are you doing? You're gonna sit and watch Netflix all day. Do you know what I mean? It's not a holiday. Lockdown yeah. wasn't a holiday. So that's what we were doing, and that's the mindset we went with. I'm not saying we're like, oh, look at our super successful gym. Like we 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 just kept it going. You know, you know, yeah. we, we we weren't like, you know, we were just. I'm not saying like breaking even. You know, in a financial way. I just mean like you know, like just like trying to keep members do, doing our best. You know, um, but yeah, like if we did nothing. 
we can expect nothing. Mm-hmm. So, so we decided, listen, if we would just work our asses off, hopefully, if, if we put our efforts into clever lanes, uh, we, should, we should be okay. And, you know, it has worked out that way. It's, it's great. And we're taking on new members as well. So, so that's great. We're, we're, you know, we're doing okay. You know, I'm not saying like, look at our success story, Peter. We're amazing. We're not saying that. We're just, we put it in the work and, and looking enough, it's going okay. For us, that's cool. You know? And like, say Sunday night then, if you're opening on Monday, like were, were your nerves somewhat alleviated by the fact that you had done some outdoor training and stuff? Or were you still like shitting a break on Sunday night? No, we weren't. So we were running, you know, six day classes a day in our place we had an opportunity to work a different type of programming for a while we had an opportunity to work engine work mobility sure we weren't throwing heavy barbells around because listen you know it's the west there's not a flat spot in this side of the country like we weren't throwing heavy barbells around but it made us it made us it gave us an opportunity to work on the things that, that, that so you know you know all all coaches all programmers will look at their gym as a whole and say, hey, this section of the programming could come up. You know what I mean? Hey, like maybe our engine work can need work. So, so we looked at it like that. It's like, okay, what does the gym need? What can we provide? And man, like, like we did a lot of running, that's for sure. So our engine work. So when we came back, like we did, we did um, uh, Candy, the Hero Watt Candy, uh, the benchmark watt today. And man, everyone's engines are looking delish. And it's because we never stopped. We basically never stopped during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. No, so as soon good. as we're available to do work, we got out, we got out and did it. That's good. Um, well, listen, thanks a million for coming on. Um, best luck with everything. I hope your community continues to go from strength to strength and hopefully I'll get over there someday for a cup of coffee and maybe pick up a bag of calendar. Man, you'd be absolutely welcome. Okay, so Gary, you're in uh, CrossFit Santry. Um mm-hmm. You, I guess, what what was the reaction there like back in whatever it was, 14th or 15th of March when things started closing down? What what was the what was the knee jerk reaction in, in that place? Um, the guys did well actually. They transitioned really well. Um, in terms of it was almost immediate. We have we we we've, we've two parts two part-time coaches, but their full-time job would reflect a lot around um, just meetings, general online meetings. So they, they were well accustomed to the Zoom world. Mm-hmm. They were well accustomed to the online world to communicate in that way. So it was almost instantaneous for us. And the two guys nearly get on to me straight away and then nearly upskilled me on, mm-hmm. on Zoom and how it works, how this all works. He's like, dead easy. Here's what we do. Here's how you set it up. Here's how you set up whiteboards. Here's how you set up your music, this is how we get everybody together. Um, the guys were, the guys weren't surprised. Um, I, I, I kind of had a feeling and in our members group, I was kind of saying, listen guys, this, we're gonna close at some stage here. So any day now, I'm, I'm, we're gonna pull the, we're gonna pull the plug and we're gonna have to close. Um, and then the transition to the online store helped. I mean, people just saw, people saw particularly the, um, particularly our coaches rally. And so it kind of, that's kind of something I was really proud of. The guys just kind of, we, we, we automatically just all fell into, all right, well, how do we keep people motivated? What, what's the next thing? We'll, we'll do this week by week. Um, what programs can we put up that they can do? And that was nearly straight away 
and then everybody just kind of transitioned very easy it, it was it, it felt at least a very easy process for us is that is there a but, sense of validation there then because you've got like you know now you've built a good team and you know that you've got you know like i guess you 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 know you probably have a fair idea anyway but when crisis hits that's where you see people's real colors like and you know that your community is there with you and you know that your team has the same kind of visions that you do i guess yeah yeah and it's 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 actually fantastic that we learn off each other like you know what i mean it's very easy to kind of think that oh, you know you own the gym and everything comes from you but it actually wasn't that way at all and um, particularly when they started it was, it was it was me learning from them um, and and that was just that was fantastic for me even you know so it's just one of those things just wow i was just like i kind of set back with me okay i need to take all of this in and then apply it and then obviously then i had to take the forefront with it but um at that point like having someone there who can just can can just transition you straight away it's just it was yeah, fantastic yeah and then and the clients went with that as well so yeah when you close then and you close your doors and you you set up online and stuff like you know how do you approach the issue of like membership and how do you approach like because it's kind of an awkward conversation to have i suppose to say like yeah. you know we need to keep paying our rates and stuff and we can't provide exactly the service we were providing so how did you handle that so the way the way we went about it was um again you've probably seen it on our instagram so we made major revamps to the gym and um, so i approached the members with um we, we we pretty much said listen guys we know some people are gonna be put out by this um we've a lot of young professionals and older professionals in the gym that just seems to be um the demographic that we have so some of them just basically got back to me and said and this was this was again a great thing for our community there was probably within the first day of this close when we had eight members get on to us and said listen i'm not gonna be affected by this financially in any way shape or form and um, so i would just want to continue to pay my full membership yeah. um, a lot of people went that route so i put together a video and i said this invites for me personally what i will do is i will promise you that i won't take profit in this one and um, so the gym was it's just going to sit where it is it was making more money and there is no two ways around it. a lot of people decided to keep up their full membership but i said what i'll do is i'll take every single penny of that and i'll pump it straight back into the gym mm-hmm. i will take it so we wound up i think i think we, we probably wound up about maybe up about 200 euros something like that by the end yeah. of it and um, but we we just never stopped you know once we caught one thing pumped it into again and for the guys who couldn't we offered um we offered a half membership straight away so we said listen um you can't pay but down to a half member membership straight away some people did lose their jobs for those people who lost their jobs it was it was just an overrunning we just said listen just keep training and, and that's all there is to it if it comes back it comes back and costs us realistically nothing to have you in our zoom sessions yeah. um so why not just keep it going uh, for some of the members, they found the Zoom very difficult as well. So um, transition didn't work for those for those guys, and they were like, "Listen, I I, I can't make the Zooms, I can't make the times, or they're just not for me. Being on camera wasn't for them." So what we said to those guys was, "Listen, just stick your membership on hold. It's no big deal. We're right here when you get back." And uh, yeah. some people do that. And we also have a lot of experienced members as well, and um, so a lot of them would have trained at home, done this anyway, um, and. You know they're, they're quite accountable to themselves anyway so those guys just say listen i'd rather put it on hold and just get back when it gets back and, and just had to allow for that we 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 kind of gave the members a lot of the the, the autonomy with it yeah um, and that had good and bad points to it and um, for the most point it, it worked out really positive for us that's good and then i suppose like when you're closed because i know like you've got a young family and stuff as well like so when you're closed as a i guess like you're you're a business that started off 
like very small you've grown and grown and expanded and you know you're you're not in that facility too long so you've got this kind of like continual growth going on that suddenly gets stopped there's a threat to it i suppose you've got a a young family that's growing that's suddenly under threat as well like were, were there like was there any anxiety that were you feeling any anxiety or like about the i guess the unknown of like it could be two weeks it could be nine it could be six months like there was a lot of unknowns there yeah, there was there was massive anxiety and 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 great stress. Like um, probably the only thing I can really liken it to was when you first started, when you very first started the gym. That massive stress, massive pressure to get things going, and, and this has to work, and we have to move. We we have so many things moving at the one time. It's probably the same pressure as that. Um, I, I'd say probably even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, massive strain in terms of getting stuff together. I think for me, possibly what I did was I buried my head in the work that we had to do here and kind of forgot about that as, as well. So I, I, I kind of just said to somebody, just, if I just work and work and work and work and work, it, it, it will, we'll get it back, you know, um, without really thinking about the end goal too much, which, which I probably should have been. But um, no, I, I wasn't thinking about where we would be. I was just thinking about if I get the work done, then I think, I think we'll make it through this. Um, was, was it hard to like balance that with... You know, like obviously your members, I guess it's difficult. I suppose in an age of social media as well, it's difficult where like people don't want to see that side of it. Like people want to see the smiling coach that's like, you know, you're doing a great job, everyone. And I'm so invested in everything you're doing. And here's a fucking 40 minute video I put together to help you or whatever. But like, is it hard to kind of switch on and talk to your members and be like, you know, kind of a bit buzzy and a bit like fun or whatever, and then switch off and be like, fuck, what if we don't open next month? Like. <laughs> yeah yeah most definitely um again the i i have to give coaches credit for that they they really stepped up with the zoom classes as well i think they kind of i think they kind of got that um you know my, my energies were, were way down in the zooms and no two ways around it um i was, I was struggling body with them uh, coaches were doing fantastic with in particular um, um dean who you know well Mm. Um, and on then and evens the two guys were, were were really bringing the energy and they were actually saying for them it was a great outlet so for me obviously I was just kind of stressed and stressed and stressed mm. and I get the place ready um, and wasn't bringing a great energy but for them they were like listen these these, these are giving me a great outlet at the moment I'm sitting yeah. at home and I actually can't wait to see other people and things so I, tr- I try to give them more of it um, and for that reason, just just I knew that their energies were much better than mine at home. Um, long story short, yeah, it was, it was very very difficult to um, to even bring any kind of positivity there. I think towards the end, I stopped taking a lot of the zooms, um, simply because I I don't think I was bringing value to them. Yeah. Um, so I, I allowed the, the coaches. At, at what point then did you start eyeing up? So like you know, I I like I follow you on Instagram, and there's a few like say maybe the about two weeks ago it was like oh i'm just doing such and such a thing and it was like oh look he's painting a wall or whatever and then it was like now we're doing this now we're doing this like i mean you facetiously said like oh i've got you know job number 3500 but like yeah. was pretty close to that like the amount of little things yeah. you were doing so at what point did you start was it like as soon as lockdown happened you were like right let's start improving things around the place or was it once you knew looking at the numbers and the cases and stuff like that, that like, okay, in all likelihood, we'll probably open a little bit earlier than they originally said. Yeah. And um, we, we kind of always eyeballed the 29th. Um, and again, this is, listen, I'm not, I'm no expert, but again, like you said, the cases and stuff, you were just kind of keeping a loose eye on that. And, and um, 
we we kind of eyeball that now the the changing rooms and the facilities and stuff that we built um that was a previous plan the the floor wasn't the um the addition of the rig and stuff like that was not a plan um i just thought that in order to run a really viable crossfit class um we could have sectioned off the floor and kept everything open you you've, you've been here before it's mm. a big mass open space and um, and then they wouldn't have had rigs or, or ropes or rings or anything like that um but we just kind of we, we added that in because that will allow us to run you know just a normal crossfit class um we do we, people can still do their pull-ups they can still do um whatever they need to do um but in in, in terms of when that i think we would be back i, I kind of had a strong idea we'd be back on the 29th um and in terms of the jobs we were kind of just putting things in place and then we we're like Oh, wouldn't that look well if we just had, um, you know, the floor and just kind of went under there and wouldn't have looked great if the black wall just extended all the way around. And then I was kind of looking at that and looking at the memberships coming in and I was like, actually with the membership coming in, this is allowing us to do that job. So let's get it done. So yeah. I was like, there was, it was just basically straight on to the suppliers. Let's get them here. Let's get the work done. And yeah. then we went from here. So it was, if that was kind of where we went, we had, I had all these kind of ideas over the next um, kind of two years to get done. I was like, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. Um, and I, I just said, let's, let's get it done now. Let's get it done. Let's make this place look ridiculous for the members coming back. Um, and that's kind of the reaction that we're getting. You know, people are just like, this is insane compared to what it was before. You know, yeah. and I, I, wa I wanted that reaction. I particularly wanted that reaction for the guys who were continuing to pay their membership. I wanted yeah. them walking and just kind of go, wow. Yeah, that's good. You know? I spoke to. Uh, Liam and Wicklow and he was saying like they kind of they moved everything around they did they did a lot of work in their place as well and I was uh, kind of curious what you think I was asking him like would would it has it made it easier for them the fact that it's a totally different environment walking back in that people are kind of their guard remains up rather than like settling back into old habits of high-fiving and going over and chatting to people and stuff is that the same in your case? Yes, yes. Um, the thing I'm not, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very pleasantly surprised at, at how easily people are falling into the, mm. the routine. For me personally, um, I'd, I'd, I would be, I'd be very much the disciplinarian in the gym. Um, <laughs> so I would have to, um, I thought I would have to be here a lot more. Um, the last two days have given me absolute great hope um, that I won't have to be here as much because people are falling into the rhythm. It's a very simple one-way system in People are, are probably used to queuing and used to yeah. having the weights for certain things. Um, but I thought that I would have to manage that no end. Um, but it, it, it hasn't. The actual system has worked fantastically. People are just straight in. Were you nervous the then Sunday night? Like, has you like the ultimate fear Sunday night before you opened? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually thought I, I thought I was here for you know I, first Monday. I, I came in at half five and then I didn't leave till you know half eight nine o'clock that night and i thought i was going to have a load of days like that so now i've had another day like that today but that's just um by happen chance but the first two days have just given me great hope now i've actually contacted all the coaches and said listen guys i'm completely wrong here people are sticking to this brilliantly um, and it's not going to need me to manage it um at all so it's that's just that's fantastic but i i, I kind of help maybe the um the new setup is helping with that yeah. But I think people are probably taking it serious enough, which is good, you know. So um, it's, it's it's good for me anyway that I don't have to kind of hey get back in that line. You were not to go <laughs> in. The, um, the energy seems a little bit different. Um, a bit reserved. Kind of is it? 
Yeah, it's almost reserved. The energy seems to be down just a little bit and a little bit more reserved. And maybe it is because of the the new setup. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see how it goes over the next one a week or so. See if that comes back. We'll see if the energy comes back into the room, and yeah. maybe people are still getting used to their environment. Yeah, maybe when you're standing in the corner with your arms folded, staring at them, waiting for them to high five, it's keeping them. Yeah. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't you do. It? Listen, Gary, thanks a million. Best of luck with everything. Um, I'll look forward to visiting again and catching up. Happy day, Thanks a Kieran Howland, possibly my favourite gym name in the country, Howland Hart. Uh, it's, uh, it's good to talk to you. Um, I suppose my first question that I'm asking everyone is, lockdown happens, you're told officially that the gym is closing down. What's the reaction of you two guys down there? Um, shit. First, uh, bills bills need to be paid. Um, no, first of all, it was like, uh, you know, it kind of was a slow burner with us. Like, it was, and then, and then all of a sudden, Paddy's weekend it was like the shit hit the fan. It just it became official. Then, mm. um, we we uh, yeah, we closed down, and then we were thinking how can we make this work? Like we can't, we can't let people just stop training. So yeah, we like everyone else in the country, every other gym, we turned to online and zoom became our best friend. Um, glad to see the back of zoom now, to be honest, it's great. Some buzz been back into the gym. Um, yesterday, the buzz, the people are tearing to get back, but at the same time, there are people that are nervous there. So yeah, we are just, um, making sure everyone first thing when they come in, they see that sanitizer, you know, they're, uh, keeping their distance we we put up plenty of warnings and we even i did a run through in the members group of how you come in what to expect when coming in where mm-hmm. to go and how how a class is going to work and uh, i actually put that up in the main page as well just to see if, uh, if other gyms wanted to see how we're operating you know yeah, yeah. and like when you close and you start going on zoom i mean the, like the, you know i know from training it's just not the same. And every coach I've talked to so far today is like, it just like the novelty wore off pretty quick. And like, you know, you try to keep your spirits up and stuff, but I know like I was talking to Gary and Santry there and he was saying that like, he had to kind of stop doing them and let the other coaches take over because he just knew he wasn't bringing any energy to it. Cause I suppose I'm guessing it's the same for you. There's other things playing on his mind where he's like, that bill needs to be paid. That needs to happen. This needs to happen. Like, was it, was it a struggle for you to kind of, switch on and off like you know you've got a young family and stuff as well like was it hard to be happy Um, and train and show a good side of your life uh when you needed to and then be serious and maybe a bit uh anxious behind the scenes uh yeah it was you know um like it is like let's let's be real like uh, everyone was in the same boat but that motivation, it's just hard to do it through a camera, you know, mm-hmm. to get everyone going. What we actually did was we emptied out the gym and it felt like a breakup because I had a, I was standing there with a clipboard and people were just coming like politely robbing us of all of our equipment. And I was like crying as they were walking out with all our stuff. But it was the only way, it was one of the steps we could do to like give everyone a piece of equipment. Then we could program, then we knew how to program for everyone because we knew like everyone had something. Um, but yeah, we try to make it work as best we can. And, and and for the most part, we have such a brilliant crew of members and, and they're all legends. Um, they they kept it going. They did their best. They they got on. 
then we we brought running into it you know so we did a running program and people are starting to not hate that so much so that's great um but yeah it was it, it was it was difficult it was weird um i went a bit mad i i, I got onto tiktok so, so that was that that, that was a creative that outlet happened. that happened yeah <laughs> so yeah so that there's it was it was tough but look we're at the other side of it now and uh I just hope that people don't fuck it up now and there's a wave two and sh- shit hits the fan again because we can't deal with that again, you know? We yeah. we, we all need a bit of cop on here. Um, we're back. Pubs are opening us up, but we still have to... There's my phone, man. We still have to um, keep it going, you know, we, we for another little while. Um, like, I know there's mis- mixed signals going out there. The country's saying uh, to the airport, yeah, you can fly away to Spain, but then they're saying please don't make any unnecessary journeys. So, mm. you know, two sides. Yeah, no, it's difficult, I think. And like, I suppose that's another thing, like when you decide that you're opening back up or, you know, you know, you can kind of, I suppose, see it coming down the track a little bit, like, because like I was saying to other coaches there, like the, the cases numbers started to go down. So kind of, I suppose became apparent that maybe the original date that was given might be a little bit too far away and it might pull it back a bit. And I think it was kind of assumed in that last announcement, like, okay, a lot of shit's going to reopen now and hopefully gyms will be in it. And it was, but I suppose the difficulty then is with the advice. So, I mean, I found even just day to day advice, some of it was incredibly vague. And then more of it was incredibly specific, like to a point where it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. Like I was listening this morning on the radio, there's a hotel owner talking and he was saying like, oh, we were told to take out all the soft furnishings, but sure there's a fucking bed and a set of curtains in the room, like, and they're allowed to stay. So it's kind of, I suppose a lot of kind of do that if you want to do it, we'd advise you to do it, but you don't have to do it. And then there's like, oh no, but you definitely have to do this. Like, was it difficult for you to kind of get things right and know that you like full of confidence that you had it right? You know, there was there was a lot of mixing. There was like a stage where, like, I was reading up. You, you could have people in the gym. The owners could train in the gym, but then you couldn't be in the gym, and you could only be there for an hour. Um, and then like, but as long as you kept uh, social distancing, um, that was fine. But then it wasn't fine, so we had mm-hmm. to train. Then you could we could train people outside, uh, but no more than um like three people so you know or four people at a time so then yeah i i don't think it was clear enough um to be honest they could have probably done a better job on that but i think they have it now what we're doing is we we've got space we could do a class with our, our gym floor we could do a class of 20 people and they could have three people apart but what we're going to do is we're 12 is the max um they've nearly five meters apart um and and we're just going to keep it like that probably for for a long term and um, just keep everyone safe that way um yeah. and see what happens down the line you know so do, do, have you got it set up then that like you mentioned the hand sanitizer walking in and stuff have you got like you know taped yeah, boxes we, on the ground and that kind of stuff yeah so you come in like everything is marked there's taped like so you got to stay inside the white tape when you come in and that you hand sanitizer first thing um then you come down and the coach will allocate you to your boxed off section. So they're numbered. Mm-hmm. Um, so the coach will have that prepped before you come in and they'll see who's in the class coming in and they'll put you into that um, section from there. Then all your, all our plates and the machine and everything is already in there and the cleaning products are there. 
So they'll they'll do the class, and then when they're finished with the bar, say they're not using the bar in the workout, they'll clean that down. So we've extended the class on the timetable from 45 minutes to an hour to allow for this extra cleaning. And then that gives the coaches time in between to do a little bit of extra cleaning and then mop down the floors and, and clean, make sure everything is ready for the next class after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, things are a bit longer. The cleaning, uh, the gym, the equipment has never been as clean. But uh, I don't know in the long term, is it going to be, uh, like, is it going to erode it or what? Is it going to be left with nothing? It's going to be yeah. wiped away, all Maybe the rubber on the... Rogue started it all just to... Because they knew it had erode all your products and you'd have to buy more yeah. barbells and stuff. Um, were you nervous then, say, Sunday night? Like, was there, were, were you afraid of maybe people taking the piss or, you know, people no. settling back into Asher, it's grand, or isn't it over now? Like, that kind of attitude. Yeah, like, no one's coming in. <clears throat> like, even when they're what drunk, you know, they're not, they're, they're still keeping their space, you know. Like, yeah. they're, they're, you can see they want to, like I had a woman this morning and she was her first time back and she was like, oh my God, uh, like she was nearly in tears. She was like, I want to hug you all and oh, I know I can't. It's great to see everyone and this that, and the other. But no, people people in general, well down here anyway, I think they have a bit of cop on with that. Mm. Um, there's no high fives. There's a good bit of air high fives, <laughs> but about it, yeah. Um, no, they're, once they're staying in their, like they, they know they stay in their section and then, when they leave the gym, you can see it. They're still keeping their separation um, when they're outside after class, which is great, you know? Yeah, and I suppose, like, has coming back then, has, like, leaving Zoom behind, apart from this, obviously, but has leaving Zoom behind and, like, coming back to, you know, brick and mortar and getting the community back together, like, are you kind of more hopeful now or are you still a bit apprehensive that, like, things might change again or they might get worse? I'm nervous about, like, a, a second wave. But at the same time, yeah, it's great that we're back inside. I am definitely hopeful. Uh, I, as an, like if the island, if we just have that little bit of cop on for a little bit longer, I think we'll get away with it. Where it's like wildfire in the rest of the world right now. But if we can just hold on to it for a little bit longer, I'm just worried about the pubs and stuff and that kind of thing. But sure, look, I, we can't call it. I don't know what's going to happen down the line. We just got to do what we can in all our gyms and. Uh, Hopefully the rest will look after itself. Yeah, sure. Look, that's a good sentiment to end on. Hopefully, I'll uh, get back down to Clonakilty for another session someday. Yeah, I will have uh, some coffee mixed with rain, and um, for a workout. Just so you have <laughs> cardiac arrest <laughs> mid session. Uh, yeah, at least we'll be all right though. Yeah, listen, thanks for being here and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Thanks.